Welcome to the Everything EC podcast. I am your host, Carla Ward, and joining me today is the incredible Beth Cannon. She is a speaker, trainer, coach, and digital course creator for early education leaders and teams. And today she is about to make your life a whole lot easier. Welcome to the show, Beth. Excited to be here. So before we get started, can you give us a little bit of background about how you came to be a course creator or coach your journey as an educator? Yes. So I've been in early education for a little over 23 years. I left teaching in the classroom. I was actually teaching high school English, started a company. We bought a franchise called Stretch and Grow, and it's a fitness kids fitness program. And so we would go into schools and do fitness, dance, sports, gymnastics. It kind of evolved over the years. And after doing it for maybe three years, we were like, okay, this really works. And so we had put together some systems and corporate invited me to be their director of training. So then we started developing business systems and just created a lot of content around how to train ECE business owners, because it is such a unique niche. So I've done that about 20 years. And then I've also done staff development with our schools. Our teams were doing great. And schools came to us and said, hey, we love what you guys are doing with your team. Can you come train ours? And so I began speaking at conferences. And then about 2019, my youngest son had gone to college. I was about to turn 50. And I wanted to do something different and learn. So I began to explore the world of digital marketing. I would speak at conferences and they would say, do you have anything else? And I would say, no, I don't have anything. I have nothing else. So I began this journey to understand how to digitize some of my content, how to create digital courses, how to use that instructional design experience that I had created to give live trainings. And so now I do live and virtual keynotes, conferences. And then, of course, I've got some group coaching and just, you know, just like hours for credit that I do now, in addition to the live speaking and training. That is incredible. And I know as an educator, I love to do my training online just because I don't physically have the time to attend in-person training. And I like self-paced learning where I can pause, take notes, digest, reflect. And that digital piece is huge. And unfortunately, um, and we're going to cover this a little bit more early childhood education kind of seems to be behind in the digital world. In my opinion, like I find we're just not there at the 21st century learning yet. I would, I would most definitely agree with that. And, you know, and it's, and what we're learning now is with when with COVID, people are not learning from live people very much anymore, even in schools. Like my son is a senior in college now, and he spent almost half of his education learning from learning from a screen. And so it's it's not as engaging. And so there are challenges into to getting that engagement and making sure that learning sticks. And one of my one of my missions in life is to help up-level early education leaders, because if they can buy into, there's got to be a better way than tossing a paper manual at your people and telling them to learn and, you know, taking them to conference after conference where they sit there on their phone and they don't engage and there's no accountability and, and teaching them that the, the leader sets the standard, right? And when the leader is excited about what their core values are and what their culture is and how teach them how to show up. And because I think when they show up, when, when the ECE teachers, the educators, the, the boots on the ground in the classroom, when we show up as our best selves and we're ready and prepared and we, have, we are clear, there is so much clarity around what we're supposed to know, think, and do every day. It makes our job so much fun because there truly is a lot of ambiguity in what can happen in a classroom on a day-to-day basis, right? Because you're dealing with kids. Oh, absolutely. They're the most unpredictable people in the world. <laughs> yes. And if we don't make it fun for them, they're going to make it fun for themselves, right? 
Well, exactly. <laughs> and we want, we have to be excited to be there and it does, it starts at the top. And I, I kind of have an idea of what we're talking about today. So without giving too much away, I remember when I started as an EC, I spent two days of training sitting with a binder, the size of my hand, um, and reading and flipping through the pages and it wasn't a good use of my time. And if you were to ask me what was in that binder, I honestly don't know if I could tell you. And you know what, Carly, your experience is probably 98% of what's happening across our industry. And then I see the leaders get frustrated when the teachers aren't following the quote rules. Like, yeah. Well, how do you know that they know the rules? Well, I gave them a binder. They went through training. Well, zero people are reading the binders. And it's not interactive and it doesn't make sense. It's hard to connect the dots of what we're supposed to know, think, and do if you're just looking at pages and then the pages disappear because it's like, welcome to your job. And they stick you in a corner room with a dirty, sticky table and a binder and say, figure it out. And then that way they check off all their boxes to make sure, okay, they know what to do now. And then you get thrown in the classroom and there you go. Well, exactly. And they just, the relationship between the classroom and the binder are not there. Like it just doesn't work. And that is why you are here today is to talk to us about going from manuals to modules. So what can you tell us? So my mission is to help leaders understand that there is a key component in training and retention, right? We know that half of people are going to leave the job within the first year. And as we know, there's so much turnover that's going on right now. Um, the it, research tells us it's between 30 and 46% in early education right now. And, you know, we, we don't go into education because money is the most important thing to us. We wouldn't be educators if that, if that were the case. We, we, when you're truly a teacher, you go into it to make an impact. And so when we are prepared and we know what it's going to be like to work in the center and how we're going to function as a team and how we're going to function as a family. And we start with that culture piece, right? This is who we are as a family. This is how we show up to work. And so you can't teach that from a manual. So what I teach is how to take that old tired manual to break it up into five key components and then create slide decks. So think PowerPoint. I mean, I use Canva because it's just easier for me, but think PowerPoints, right? Think of five different slide decks where you're going to put all your content. Maybe you can embed some digitally rich links like videos of classroom introduction, videos of interactions when it comes to handling behaviors, when it comes to managing temper tantrums, when it comes to communicating with parents. And so we, when you have the access to bring it to life on, on the other side of the screen, you can get the, the rules and the, and the way things are done, but you also get a chance to bring visuals and words and pictures and video to life so that it's, it makes them stick and they realize, hey, I'm not just getting a job. Like I'm a part of something that's so much bigger. I'm a part of something that actually has a vision and a mission. And I get to be a piece of that. And so I think when you when we can be intentional about painting that picture, it makes all of the difference. Oh, absolutely. And I think you're also more likely to have a team whose values align. Yes. And I think that we forget sometimes what it means to align our values. And, you know, so, so often when I talk and I'll do trainings with directors and I'll say, okay, tell me what your core values are. And they'll go, we have them. And they're on a poster on the wall or they're in the manual somewhere, but even the leaders can't even articulate what they are. And so if we can't articulate what they are, like, for example, in stretch and grow, one of ours is we team up for the kids, right? So 
we start with this culture piece. We start with, this is who we are. This is what our core values are. One of the ones is we team up for the kids. So what that does is that ties to showing up for work, being on time, understanding each child has unique differences, understanding how to deliver the curriculum in a way so that it's going to engage the kids and it's going to be fun for them. So yes, that's how they do their job, but it's a core value. And we have to function as a team because if I don't show up for my job and and you don't show up for your job, we each have our own role. And right. And if you don't show up, Carla, that means your seat's empty. That means someone else has to get out of their seat and go sit in your seat. What happens to the job that was supposed to be for that seat? So, yeah. So, so, you know, so, so showing up, you know, the, the integrity, the, how we work the, and so understanding the core values is important. And so that's hard to teach in a, in in just a flat manual, right? So the, the culture piece is, is huge. And then we slowly transition. Okay. Now we're going from the culture piece. Now we're going into the communications piece. How are we going to communicate? There's such a lack of clarity around the communication. And I find that so many directors are not intentional. Like there are platforms out there, like your kangaroo times, your, your pro carers, your high mamas, there are platforms out there to help us communicate with parents in a very consistent way. I mean, research says parents will change centers. 64% of them will leave a center if they think they're going to get better communication from another center. Oh, I believe it. I 100% believe it. Communication is, it's the key. If there's no communication, what do you have? Right. So how are teachers being trained to communicate within the team, to communicate from, you know, from teacher to director to owner, and then from teacher to parent and what are appropriate communications and how do we handle sticky situations and then team to team communication? You know, how do we handle conflict? Uh, Because that's a big deal. I mean, Huge, a huge deal. There's so much gossip and backbiting in general when we work with teams of women. And again, I'm, I'm such kind of an, I feel like I'm throwing all these numbers at you because no, I love a, it. I love I'm data. So number. <laughs> um, because statistically we can look at things statistically and say, okay, if that's a statistic, how can we not be that statistic? You know, NACI did a study many years ago and they found that 88% of early educators gossip at work. 88%. So if a hundred people are stacked on a ladder, only 12 can keep their mouth shut. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a and lot. that was a survey among 700 preschool teachers at a NACI conference. And these are the elite educators, right? NACI are it's from the highest standards th- that you can find in our industry. And so understanding like, how are we communicating? How are we collaborating with that kind of communication? So that's one. And then we further break it down into compensation. You know, people leave jobs because they feel like they are not fairly compensated. Mm -hmm. They're not valued and they don't understand how they're paid. And so we, we really break down the compensation. How do you call out for work? How do you get subs? What is your responsibility in this? What are our policies in relation to attendance? Do we have vacation? Do we have closings? Do we have COVID pay? You know, there's so many different, different aspects. And again, when people understand when there's clarity around this role, that leads to a healthy organization. Mm -hmm. And if we don't have a healthy organization, then you're going to see chaos. It's going to funnel all the way down to the kids and work workplace is miserable. Absolutely. And you're going to have that high staff turnover, which in again, affects the children, affects the families, and you're putting money in the wrong spot rather than supporting the staff you have. You're now spending money trying to get new staff members in only to do it again because you haven't fixed your system. Yes. And I think that people have this notion that 
this is going to be expensive. We can't do this. We can't afford it. Well, I'm here to tell you, Carla, you do not need an expensive platform to convert your manual to modules. I teach it. I teach you how to do it using all free tools from the internet. And there is a way to do. So I think you printed it out. I've got it. If you go to M2M, and if you drop this in the notes, it's M2M checklist bethcannonspeaks.com. And there's a comprehensive checklist on everything that you need to do to take that manual and put it into modules. So the process that I teach is first we deconstruct your manual. I teach you those five core components. And when I say those core components, it puts it into five separate modules. You deconstruct your manual and you just drop it into a Google drive and mm -hmm. you, you say, okay, here's our culture. Here's our compliance. Here's our communication. Here's our curriculum. Then I teach them how to use a system called Trello. Are you familiar with Trello? Oh, I love Trello because I have so many different teams and so many different balls in the air all the time. Each team member has, or each team has their own Trello board and it has saved us hours of texting back and forth and trying, like it has upped our communication game huge. It is a, it is a game changer. And yeah. when I teach, I've got um, a, a few group coaching programs that I teach in and I teach them how to use Trello to communicate for project management, for curriculum projects, for onboarding, for recruiting, for an applicant tracking system. And, and Trello is free. I mean, there's of course, just like any platform, there's a paid version, but, but for all intents and purposes, you can use Trello for free. And I'm not a Trello affiliate at all. I just I love it. Yep. I, I love what Trello does. So I teach them how to then cut that, cut those pieces and organize them in a Trello board. Okay. This is how we are going to organize your slide decks. You're going to have a slide deck for vacation pay. You're going to have a slide deck for benefits. You're going to have a slide deck for, you know, curriculum for the four-year-olds, you know, all these different components. And then we convert it from Trello into Canva. So Canva, are you familiar with Canva? Oh, love Canva. That's how love I do Canva. all my social media and my presentations. Yes, I do too. So think PowerPoint, right? If you go back into the dinosaur days, Canva is like PowerPoint on speed. Yes. And you know, there's just, it's, it's prettier. It's prettier. It's easier to work with. And so you're just really creating presentation slides, creating, you know, quote a PowerPoint for each one of these manuals. And then once you create your slides, Trello, I mean, sorry, Canva has a presentation mode and you can record it you know, you can, you can have your, yourself on camera, you can do direct camera, you can turn off the camera, but, but the director or the leader or the owner, whoever it is, can actually narrate the slides. Because the biggest disconnect that I see is when directors do orientation, they don't have a repeatable process. They have a senior moment, they have interruptions. That's the biggest thing, interruptions. People are constantly walking in, you know, a director has this brand new rock star teacher right in front of her and someone comes in and says, can you go relieve the two-year-old teacher? She just had an accident and she needs to go change her clothes. You know, and, it's, yeah. it's, and that happens, right? But you want them to, to get this information. So when you have this repeatable, consistent process, and it's an asset. So when I tell you, ditch your manual, create these slide decks, you're creating an asset that you can use over and over and over. So every time you onboard someone, they get the details. They get what you, you need them to know, think, and do right up front right away. And let me tell you something, Carla, that is what leads to retention. That is what takes away the confusion because if you confuse, you lose. Oh and, yes. I love that. And we cannot afford to lose great teachers once we get them in, because it is, as we know, it's an employee market out there yeah. and we are marketing ourselves. We're not just posting ads on indeed or Facebook ads, whatever we are marketing to find the best talent to come in and teach our curriculum and be a part of our team.
Absolutely. And gone are the days when, you know, employees are like begging, oh, give me a job, give me a job, give me a job. We're like, we have a job. (laughs) Please take it. (laughs) Take this job. Come join our team. You've got to sell the team. You've got to sell the culture of the team. Absolutely. You've got to, we, we all have this talent attraction strategy. We all have a staff brand. And so if you're a leader, I want you to look around at your team and think to yourself, would you want to work with these people? And if you're a teacher on a team, are you, are you happy with your team? Are you proud of your team? Because you as a, you as an educator can help level up your team. It's the way that you choose to show up. And guess what? If, If you have feedback for your leaders, I promise you, if you have a healthy, self aware leader, they want that feedback. Because if I can be doing something better for my team, you better believe I want to know what that is. If I'm missing something, if they, if they don't have information that they need, and then they get frustrated because I haven't given them the information, my thing is like, well, tell me. Yes, you absolutely. Know, because, because we miss things. But if we, if we get it down and we have some specific processes and it's the, the main things are in those, in those onboarding courses at the very beginning, they can refer back to those at any time. It's going to help increase your retention exponentially. So you don't just want to get them in, do a one-shot orientation and say, okay, you can pass the background check. You have a pulse. I think you showered today. Okay, you're good. Let's go. That's not what we want. No, we don't just want another body in the room. We want somebody who's here to educate and be a part of a team. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's doable. But I will tell you this it's going to take some time. And this is what I see. I've had hundreds and hundreds, close to a thousand people have downloaded that very checklist that you have, that, that manuals to modules checklist. And I wonder just how many people are following through with it, because sometimes I think they hear that's such a big project and I don't have time for that. Oh, and I can tell you like, cause I've already started putting my modules for my onboarding. Cause I switched my business to online and it's been a great switch, but we definitely need to switch it. And it is overwhelming, but putting in that time has saved me so many zoom meetings of one-on-one training that I have gained time by doing the work for the modules. Right. And when you get on those Zoom trainings, how many other things do you have that you do? So there's a principle called the money value of your time. You know, you're going to spend the time doing it. You're either going to spend the time doing it now. So what if you could do things today that are going to save you time tomorrow, like exponential time tomorrow? You know, we have, you know, COVID completely destroyed Stretch and Grow. We, you know, we had to get out of 100% of our schools because we couldn't, you know, they couldn't have visitors in the school. So we're shut down for six months, came back last year at about 15 to 25%. This year, thank God, we're up to about 60%. Oh, good. We had to onboard 15 new employees just this year. And let me tell you something, Carla, what was so great is that we have such a, a, an automated onboarding system right now. You know, we've got, we assign, okay, here's your Trello board, which is your online to-do list. Here are your online courses. Here are all, you know, here's all the paperwork that I need from you. So we have a completely remote onboarding and onboarding system. And guess what? Using all free tools. We use, we use um, box.com for them to upload their, uh, all their files to, we use Trello for their checklist. We, um, you know, we've, we've got our courses that are loaded into a WordPress website. And so it doesn't take a lot of money. And I think that's what people fear is they're like, oh my gosh, because, you know, we see all these platforms that are coming to us. Okay. It's going to be one ninety nine a month and you can put all your bill here, all your stuff here and that, and there are things like that. And, you know, there are organizations and those kinds of platforms are great for them. That's awesome for them. But the majority of the people that I work with or my students 
are very budget conscious right now. Yes. They're very budget conscious. So I try to teach, yes, there are, there are shiny objects that can, that can, that you can use, but you don't have to have shiny objects, but what you do have to have is the discipline to set down and break out your onboarding process. Um, you know, one of the things that I think is so powerful is I'm a, I'm a, I'm an office supply girl, right? So I love, I love some post-it notes. Carla, I was like, okay, I don't even know like what I need from them because when I think, okay, we've got to onboard someone, what do I need to do? I just like go back and like, okay, pull this file, pull that file, pull this file. And always I would be chasing people for paperwork. What do they need? Did I get this back? So I took post-it notes. I went to a retreat at my friend's lake house by myself and I took a bunch of post-it notes and said, what are all the process? What are, what are all the pieces of paper I need from them? I needed 17 pieces of paper from them. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, think about it from, from your, your tax forms to your, I mean, you know, I'm in the U S we need driver's license, social security card. You know, there's three different tax forms they need. They need affidavits, they need background checks. Um, you know, there's just so many different pieces of paper that they need. Mm -hmm. So we needed to, to, to be very clear on a process for that. And then what, what was every, what were the procedures that I needed them to know? So when I went back to deconstruct my manual, I realized, gosh, there are so many procedures, but the procedures are all over the place. And I look at so many manuals when I'm helping people with this, I bet it's all disconnected. And, and, you know, there's one, you know, and I get that we need to cover ourselves for, um, all the legalities, of right. Course. Most of the manuals that I look at, like I said, if I tied it around my ankle, I could sink it in the lake, which is probably what you got. Yeah. And it's all the things that you can't sue people for. That's exactly it. And the thing is they're outdated. They're outdated. Yeah. Yes. And they don't, it doesn't, they, they don't make the connection between this is what I need to know, think, and do. This is how I need to behave at work. This is how I need to show up. This is how I can be free from all, all the things that hold you down. So have systems in place to where they're signing off on all the things they need to know and understand liability wise. Absolutely. There is a place for that. But what I want to teach my early education people is that you've got to have this repeatable system because you want your team to function in a way that brings them joy, in a way that brings you joy. And when you, when you remove the chaos, you can focus on that clarity and it makes work so much more fun. Oh, and you've got the investment. You've got the investment from that staff from the second they step their foot into that classroom. And what more could you ask for? That's right. And you, and you want them to stay. So I just, I'm super passionate about training people well, onboarding them well, and also too, it's not just a one time, one and done. Yes. Manuals to modules is great. If you can get your training manual into on, digital online courses, it will revolutionize what your employees will remember. I mean, the, the, the statistics, I mean, I could go on and bore you with numbers. The statistics are off the chain that digital learning sticks far more than manual training. I mean, it, it is, it is what it is, but I, I really want to encourage you if you're a leader don't let your onboarding process be just like a quick orientation. Let it go on for three, six, nine, even, even a full year as you're constantly meeting with these people. We call our meetings our, our grow meetings. So we, we have a, a meeting at, at 30 days, at 60 days, at 90 days, and we're doing just frequent check-ins. And it's not a formal evaluation where it's like, did you get excellent, good, fair, or poor? It's a, hey, what are you doing well? And what is your opportunity for growth? And then I say, well, I agree. This is what I think you're doing well. This is what I think your opportunity for growth is. And then I always ask, tell me what you think we're doing well. And what do you think our opportunity for growth is? And then I get to listen to that feedback. Yes. And again, opening that line of communication. 
because I want them to feel valued. You know, I think it was Ed Surge just did a study and they found that 47% of people who have left early education left because they felt undervalued. Oh, I can speak to myself on every job I've left. That would be exactly it. Right. And what if your leader came to you and said, hey, Carla, what are, what's working here? Like, what do you feel like we're doing well? And then, you know, our heart is, is to lead well and to serve well, to serve you and to serve our families. What can we be doing better? And, and then the leader needs to be self-aware and understand, like, you might get hard information, right? You may have some information that you have to take back and say, okay, I need to work on that. Or you may have a really clear and solid answer for, I hear your heart on that, but this is why this is the way that it is. You know, like when they say, gosh, there's so much, there's so much training, there's so much continuing education. Well, I get it. I know it's a lot at first. However, our state says that you need eight hours of pre-service training before you can go in the classroom. And then you need 24 hours of continuing education. And that needs to start ASAP. And so I know it feels like a lot, but I want to make sure that the training that we give you is valuable and it's going to help you in the classroom. So I have to explain that, right? I mean, nobody wants to sit down and do continuing. Ed- I mean, it's not like, Ooh, learning. I'm so excited yes. to learn, but if you yes. can make learning fun, it's better for them, but they need to understand, okay, there's a reason why we do this, but do you have ideas for how maybe we can make it more fun? Yes. What are some things that you want to learn on? Like we're, we're going to do the learning because leaders are learners, right? We're going to yeah, do the learning. Absolutely. Give me some, you know, give me some ideas. So listen, show them value, you know, have an answer for why you do what you do. Don't, and don't discount people because I've had some brand new instructors who have given me some really, really great ideas. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, so, so don't discount that, but again, have your onboarding process be more lengthy, you know, give them some opportunities for growth, you know, meet with them, talk with them, help set goals for them, because that you're showing them that you're investing, not just in them as, as a, as a a person or a number in your business, but as a person that you care about, because if you nurture their hearts, they are going to nurture the hearts of their children. And you are going to get that loyalty if they know that you care about them and that you listen to them. And that matters. That matters so much. It would break my heart if I felt that anyone on my team felt that I didn't truly love and care about them as a person, because I absolutely do. Oh, and that's incredible. And the benefits is huge. It's huge to your employees as an individual, to you as a, as a business owner. And at the end of the day, huge benefit to the children. Yep. Uh, amazing. I have a question about what if you land up with a staff that says, just give me the binder. I, I I'm not tech savvy. Give me the binder. Well, we don't have a binder <laughs> because <laughs> go. it's gone. We don't have a binder because it's, it's gone it, here. Carla, kindergartners can get on zoom now. I know. Right. So we no longer have the excuse of I'm not tech savvy and they, and they don't have to be tech savvy. I mean, anyone can click a button play. I mean, you, you know, you pull it up and maybe they can, you know, they can do it on their phone. They can do it on a device. Most people, especially now have computers, they have computers, you know, and, and if you have people who are not willing, they might not be your people because you're going to ask them to level up and you're probably going to have some sort of technology in the classroom. We don't have a choice not to learn. I mean, I'm no spring chicken. I'm 51. So, you know, if I can figure this out, anyone can, anyone can figure this out. And so, you know, I don't think that we need to allow that kind of mindset. This is, this is who we are. And this is what we do. And truly I have, and I have 
four generations working for me. I have boomers, I have Gen X, I have millennials, and I have Gen Z. I have four generations who are working with me. And you know what? And I'll have to tell you, my, my boomers, one of my boomers has been with me and I love her dearly. She's been with me for 18 years. Oh, wow. And we used to have, when she started working for me, we had just transitioned from cassette tapes to CDs for our music. <laughs> oh, what's that? No, I'm joking. <laughs> and then when we went from CDs to, to like iPods, that was huge. Cause that you'd like, she's like, well, how does this work? How does, oh my God, I have to charge something. Why can't I just plug it in? You know? And then I got her an iPhone when the iPhones first came out and she's like, well, I don't want to use my phone for music. That's why I bought you the iPhone. I want you to have the iPhone because it's a cool, it's, it's a cool phone that's yeah. out now. But I mean, you know, but you can also put your music on it. And so, you know, it was just, you know, it's those things that are learning, you know what now, I mean, she's, you know, now she's got an iPhone 12, she's rocking and rolling. I mean, it's now it's not a thing. However, at first there was a mindset of, I don't know that I want to do this. And now this is what we do, but it's also the leader's attitude. The leader's got to be excited about this is who we are and this is what we do. So they have tech issues. Guess what? Sit them down in your office and say, you know, I, I understand that's a deal for you and that's okay. I'm going to put you in my office and I want you to work through these courses and I'm here for you if you need me. Amazing. Absolutely. That's, that's rare. That, that, at this point in time, that's really rare. And I think so too, but I mean, you never know, right? Cause there, people are nervous, but it's about taking that first step. So I think that's absolutely great. It is not an excuse. It is a mindset adjustment and hit play. And we've all had to make some mindset adjustments in the last year and a half. Have we not? Truth to that. <laughs> Zero people get to stay in their comfort zones anymore. Oh my goodness. And we've all grown because of it. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Now, what can people do if they download your checklist and they just need that little bit of extra help? What can they do? How can they get in touch with you or how can they learn more from you? So we have a course. It's actually, it's a digital course. It's called manuals to modules. And oh, I hold your hand. It's, it's, it's all recorded. It's all digital. It's a nine module course. And so you can go online, you can take it. And when you print off the, the checklist, there's some information and there's some links in there. So that checklist is actually Yes, print it off because it's a workbook, but it's also a digitally rich PDF, meaning that it's interactive. So there are links on there that you can click. You can go on and take manuals to modules um, and it walks you through every single step. I give you, there's, there's templates, there's checklists, there's the Trello board. There's an option for the Canva templates that are already laid out and done for you with pictures. And I teach you how to use your brand kit. There's a tech library in there if you don't know how to use Google Docs or Trello or Canva. There's a tech library with super short, quick videos that explain how to, to do from, from the very beginning of deconstructing your manual, where I teach them how to audit, edit, and eliminate the content from their manual, to moving it to the Trello board, to moving it into the Canva slide decks, to recording it, to creating assessments for it. Because I think, you know, you got to check for understanding, right? I mean, that's Absolutely. a big part of instructional design is that you've got this great piece. Now you need to make sure that they've understood it. So I teach you how to create assessments. And then even free ways how to share it with your people. So there's lots of ways to do this, but none of the ways have to be expensive and none of the ways have to cost you a lot of money at all. So manuals to models is out there. And um, this is so crazy. I just spoke at the childcare business professionals conference in Reno, Nevada. Uh, it's Evelyn Knight. I don't know if you know who she is. She is a childcare business coach. She's amazing. And she had this conference and it was a small, it was kind of more like, a, it was a very boutique type conference. It wasn't a big event. And there were maybe 35 people live. I was shocked that four of them were students in my manuals to modules course. They're like, oh, oh my gosh, gosh, we heard you because I was on Evelyn's podcast. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, you're doing it. You're doing the thing. And I literally, if I, if I would not hurt my back, I would have done a back handspring for them because I was so happy that they found this resource and I was able to answer questions and sit down with them. And so it brought me so much joy to know that this little idea that I've done for my staff for years is now kind of getting, it's kind of getting around our industry and it's truly helping leaders and it's truly helping teachers so that they really know what to know, think and do when they get to work every day. I love it. And the efficiency, I am an efficiency, like obsessor, anything where I can streamline and make my life easier. I am all over that. And I think if you can't, if you don't feel you can do it for yourself, then taking your course like manuals to modules where there's almost an accountability because it takes you step by step, I think is incredible. Do you know your Enneagram number, Carla? I think I'm in nine. You're a nine. Okay. So you're a peacemaker. Yes, I think so. Yes. Well, I asked because when you said I'm so much for efficiency, I'm a three. So that's an achiever and threes are efficiency freaks. And I really think that my need for everything to be efficient definitely drove this course and really drove most of the, you know, most of the content that I teach when I'm teaching to leaders, because I want them to be efficient because if they can do time, if they can do today, what's going to save them time tomorrow, that is going to free them up to get to love on and motivate and encourage and develop their team and have some time and space because crazy things are going to happen on daily, right? You never know what's going to hit you. <laughs> That's right. So if you've prepared and you have all of this admin stuff out of the way and you've got the simple repeatable, repeatable process, you will have more space in your day and you will end your days less frustrated and less overwhelmed. Oh, and who could not ask for anything better than that? <laughs> That's right. So is there anything else that we didn't cover today that you want to tell us or have we covered the majority of the information? I mean, you know, for this topic, we absolutely have. So, I mean, what I do, like I said, if you, so I speak at conferences, so doing keynotes and doing workshops, either for teachers and or leaders, um, I do team buildings at schools. So uh, schools will either fly me in, or if it's local, I will come into the center and do team building intensives for the day and help, you know, and I work on things like, you know, culture and core values, breaking burnout, unity in your community. Um, you know, there's so many work people out there who will teach about, you know, child, childhood development and, you know, 18 things you can do with popsicle sticks and crayons. That's not really what I teach. And of course we need that. That's not really what I teach. I want to help them truly get better. And so that's what I love to do. And then of course the digital, the digital courses. So there's manuals to modules. And then I've got a group coaching program that we run twice a year called Stack the Strategy Academy. And then um, we do a summit. We do an early education summit, which will run again in the spring. It's called Leaders Lounge. And so go follow me on Facebook. It's uh, Beth Cannon Speaks. And um, I'm on Facebook. That's my website as well. And that's kind of where I hang out is on Facebook. We've got a little Facebook group and then I'm also on LinkedIn, but Awesome. And I love the leaders lounge. I've done the last two years of leader lounge oh, conferences and I just didn't make the connection and it's incredible. Okay. It's Carla, amazing. And you know what? We are going to be looking for new leaders lounge speakers. You and I need to connect because I think you would be a great speaker at leaders lounge coming up for 2022. I am all in. Yay. Well, thank you so much for having me and the opportunity to get to pour into your listeners. I hope they've learned a few nuggets on how to level up their leadership and make life easier when it comes time to onboarding new people. I have no doubt that they did. Thanks so much, Beth. Thank you.